This is Movie Zaggots. We take your favorite actors' movies and match them against each other in a head-to-head tournament to discover the best movie. And now your hosts, Chris Zimmerman and Marcus Murray. What is going on, you Zags? We are back yet again for another delicious episode of Movie Zaggots. And if you're wondering who the voice is that's speaking to you, it's me, Marcus Murray. You should, <laughs> you should know me. And you should definitely know my co-host, the beloved film... I, I, I almost said icon. I said that last one. The yep. beloved film aficionado. I said that last, said that last time, too. too. The beloved... Movie fan, okay, Chris Zimmerman. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than film snob, was which is what you almost always go with. Oh, it's it's coming. Don't worry. I like the pepper. And <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, film snob. No, the, or do you prefer a cinephile? I hate that. I know. I think you've said that before. <laughs> Movie buff and Movie buff. cinephile. Yeah. There's like, only what one is a thing. Buff? Like, what, like, I don't get a movie buff. I don't know. Like, There's only one thing you can be a buff with, and that's history. I think, you know, people are like, "Oh, he's a big history buff." <laughs> I still don't understand what it means, but I've heard it from I know, my whole life. What are you buffing? So. <laughs> I know you're like a car buffer, like you know, like Biff Tannen. But I, oh, wow, Biff the derails the buffer. Okay, Biff the buffer. Anyway, wow, another derail a trademark here, movie zaggots, but. Uh, Let's get into what we're going to zag, or who we're going to zag today, Chris, because it, it is lovely. So why don't you tell, if we have any new listeners out there, how the show works and who we're zagging. We are zagging Philip Seymour Hoffman, and what we do is we oh. take the actor, sometimes a director, uh, their top eight movies, according to our massive sea of contributors, and it's a wide variety of... Uh, interest levels, age groups, all that kind of stuff, to make it the most eclectic list of movies, the top eight. Uh, we get the results, we plug it into an algorithm, and this is the top eight. So there can be some weird ones, but there won't always be the critical darlings like you would see on a Rotten Tomatoes list or IMDb, because we tried that. Didn't always go well. <laughs> But I think this is the first zag we have done from somebody who's no longer with us. I know. Rest in peace. It's been over six years, man. And and I still get something out of every performance every time I watch him one of his movies. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman is just, he was one of my favorite actors ever. Just everything he was in, he just elevates. Even the stupid Hunger Game movies. <laughs> yep. And they were surprised, not surprisingly, not on this list, which is great. Thank you, contributors. <laughs> um, but uh, there's one role uh, coming up we'll talk about where it, it shouldn't be as good as it is. And it, it, it it's amazing. I he, He's definitely missed. And uh, we will honor him today with a great zag, and then we will determine what his best movie is. So I, I'm ready to zag. Who knows what it could be? Maybe it's Cynic Dicting New York. Who knows? I, <laughs> so, I, like I said, one of my favorite actors, I'd never heard of that movie until Chris is like, oh, we're zagging Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm like, what? It's this. Yep. Cynic Dicting New York, no. Sin the Ducky? What? Cine, 
Ah. Sinodaki? I don't know. I'm not. Wow. I, like, that is only. <laughs> Let's just go. Movie fan. The battle begins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. That's all right. I was in trouble. Um, <laughs> we have the number one seed, the master versus. Whew. And this is what this you want to talk about a blockbuster battle right here. The master. Versus number eight seed, Twister. Twister. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that's currently trying to be remade. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, there's they want to remake Twister. I mean, I guess so. No, it's so <laughs> good the way it is. The tornadoes growl. It's <laughs> so <laughs> got the cows fly. Did you ever go on like the Twister experience at like Universal Studios? No. Okay, so I think it was only in Florida. So, you know, Twister is a giant hit when it came out. What was it 95, 96, something like that? Yeah, maybe 97 even. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those years. But so the movie is a massive hit. So Universal Studios, they made Twister the experience. So obvi- you, you, how it went is you wait in line for, you know, two and a half hours. And you go inside this room and they just freaking blow wind at you. And you just see like a movie set and stuff like come down. And you see like this giant like porcelain cow fly across and i remember being so ripped off i was like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen and i've kind of hated the movie because of that <gasps> no the movie's so good and it was 96 <laughs> okay I, this was john debont's follow-up john to speed yes and then he followed twister up with speed 2 cruise control cruise control i got it guys it's gonna be in a boat oh john debont Anyway, yeah, Twister is fun. Okay, you know uh, the by, the ride bias aside, Twister is fun. But dude, we're going up against a number one seed, the freaking master. Oh my! Directed God. by one of your favorite directors, mm, a master absolutely. in his own right. All right, Paul Anderson, one of like ten Paul Andersons in the the fuck PTA. The, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. scene on the boat with him. And Joaquin. Joaquin. Oh, baby. Some of the greatest acting I've ever seen in my entire life. I remember when I first watched The Master, it, 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 right after that scene finished, I went, that was an act-a-thon. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. that. And when he's talking and the guy interrupts him in the, at that party mm-hmm. and says, you know, you're describing a cult. That. Yeah. Uh, just the, the whole movie's so brilliant. Again, I was at Scottsdale when this came out. And it was one of those things where the movie was so disliked by the older crowds that if anybody came up demanding a refund, we had to give it to them. And I'm like, really? No. Come on. Just walk out. You knew you weren't liking it. Walk out halfway through. Don't stay the whole time. Just hate it. Yeah, I've never once, and I tell people this too when they ask, I go, if you're... If you keep telling yourself the movie's going to get better, odds are it's not. No. <laughs> so nope. just leave. But I've never walked out of a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, this is completely off the rails, but trying to talk yourself into a movie getting better. Um, I watched Midsommar with Golly Gary and my mom. Oh, wow. Why? <laughs> Why would you put them through that? Because I showed my mom the trailer. She's like, I want to see that. That looks so good. I'm like, no. (laughs) And I said, I think you would like it except for one scene. What scene could that be? Hmm. 
I wonder. Mm. Uh, and then my dad's like, I'll watch it with you. And they <laughs> they hated it. I, of course. I, my mom liked it kind of up until that point. But that was just too much. It's and not enough for me. I had given jeez, I had given them so many chances. I'm like, we can stop now, speak now, or forever hold your peace, <laughs> and we'll be done. But they chose to keep watching. Oh well, they're like, well, it was fun to spend time with you. Like, we weren't <laughs> talking. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we have really derailed here. Yes. All right. The master. The master has to move on. Of course. But like you said. I think, is this what you were talking about? The role that should not have been as good as it was in Twister? The suck zone? <laughs> That's not what I was talking about, but yeah. Okay. He definitely brings oh, a lot of I think I think I know what you're movie. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the whole brackets, yeah. Okay. Well, there's two I'm looking at right now, so I, I love uh, Philip. So. All right, the master moves on, obviously, over Twister. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt. Bill Paxton, another guy, rest in peace. That's right. Helen Hunt just kind of disappeared after the 90s. We should just do Death Month, where we just sag <laughs> actors <laughs> and directors that are gone. That sounds really bad. That's bad. I, I, I. Not the year for this, Chris. All right. No, it's not. All right. Number four, Mission Impossible 3 against number five, Boogie Nights. Oh, PTA again? Here's Okay, so my first thought is Boogie Nights should be much higher. Yes. But then I'm thinking, okay, that's a really tough subject matter to sell, right? Mm-hmm. To just a general public, you know, despite what people look at in their private time, uh, nobody really wants to just admit it. Uh, but you've got, uh, my goodness, Paul Thomas Anderson again, three times in this bracket. But Boogie Nights, his first movie, first, or not, not his first movie, um, but this being like the first exposure I remember having to Philip Seymour Hoffman after Twister mm-hmm. blew me away. And it's his, his role is not big, but it is so impactful in the story. I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love Boogie Nights. It's a very engrossing movie. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but Mission uh, Impossible 3. <laughs> the first good villain yes in the entire franchise so yeah earlier in the year i rewatched these i know we talked about this when we were doing the best of the decade and um this is what i was alluding to earlier is this could be any generic villain all right i mean jj abrams even writes him as just generic tv villain but Philip Seymour Hoffman alone with his freaking gravitas and his charisma saves the character and makes him very intimidating and makes him uh, probably the second most intimidating villain in the Mission Impossible franchise um, behind Solomon Lane. Um, I think it's because of his performance. This movie is elevated just above a generic action movie and – you know, I, I, I've said this before, you know, J.J. Abrams does treat it like a TV show. It, it doesn't feel like a movie to me, except when Philip Seymour Hoffman is on screen. And from that opening scene with him and Tom Cruise, I mean, that's another great act-a-thon right there. Yeah. That scene is so intense, it grabs you. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. And he's he's just freaking fantastic in that movie. And he... It shouldn't be right. You know, you shouldn't be getting an Oscar caliber performance in this. You know, 
summer you know action blockbuster but i definitely think that's one of the things that helped turn the mission possible franchise around especially after yep. number two um well then then you get ghost protocol okay if yeah. we're just continuing in this line of mission impossible dialogue ghost protocol horrible villain yes. uh, i think it's the second worst mission impossible movie um number five the introduction of solomon Mm-hmm. And had that not been carried over into Fallout, I think it would have been another fall by the side uh, villain. But um, Sean Harris, isn't that his name? Yeah. He's so good. And then McQuarrie brings him back for Fallout and just really ups the ante. But had it just been two more in five and six generic villains with generic actors that nobody cares about, Philip Seymour Hoffman would have been the best villain in the entire franchise. Oh, for sure. But be- he, you can argue he is. Like, oh, and, and I would completely agree, and then I'd rewatch five and six, and then be like, oh, maybe not. Then I'd rewatch three and be like, <laughs> yep, you're right. No, maybe. And just that kind of teeter totter back and forth. I don't, I, I'm legitimately stuck because part of me thinks he elevated, like you said, gave an Oscar-worthy performance to something that should not have been ever thought of that way. Right. And Boogie Nights is a much smaller role. That was um, Wahlberg, Reynolds, even Julian Moore, and um, John C. Riley's movie to shine. And while they all did, Philip Seymour Hoffman and William H. Macy, these small-time characters come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and blow it up too. And, and I am legitimately on the fence. I'm I'm really stuck. You're gonna have to help it, me. It, it's it's MI three. Just you know, uh, the case I made before is his performance. Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, he he doesn't have a lot of great actors to bounce off of. You know, besides Tom Cruise and like Tom Cruise, Michelle Moynihan are pretty much the only people he really interacts with in the movie. Um, it, it's his performance carrying that. Whereas Boogie Nights, you know, what a stacked cast. You didn't even mention like. Don Cheadle or Heather Graham. <laughs> like, oh, the gosh. Mo- the movie's just stacked. Uh, so I, I would give the edge to Mission Impossible. As much as I love Boogie Nights, um, just based on his performance in that alone, it, it should move on. Okay. I, I'll, I'll go with it. Mission Impossible 3 moves on, beating out Boogie Nights, and uh, we move to the right side of the bracket where we have the number two, number two seed, Doubt, against number seven, Capote. In cold blood. I was not a fan of Capote. It won him an Oscar, though. It the... did. <laughs> doubt, doubt should have won him an Oscar. The yes. Master should have won him an Oscar. Oh my god! Even Boogie Nights or Mission Impossible Three. Um, along came Polly, maybe. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll get to that. Best man's in the house. <laughs> we'll get to that, Zach. Um, dude. Yeah. So Capote won him the Oscar. I loved doubt doubt was just gripping from start to finish capote is you know i hate to say it's about philip Seymour Hoffman, but it's one of those oscar baby movies it is it is it actually <laughs> is so is cynic deck in new york but that failed miserably <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> and now look doubt is kind of an oscar baby movie you know based on a play and everything but it's so good because doubt relies on the performances of Meryl yes. Streep and Amy Adams and Philip Seymour Hoffman and Viola Davis. Viola Davis is great in that movie and like all all four of them are just fantastic. Capote I'm having trouble remembering who else is in the movie. Um 
you know, I'm not a big Truman Capote fan. I just, eh. I, I would pick Doubt 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Yep, I agree. The scene when he and Meryl Streep are just yelling at each other mm. absolutely gets me every time. And this is one I included in for the year it came out of Did the Academy Get It Right? Because I was shocked that this didn't get nominated. Still am a little bit. But four acting nominations for all four of the actors in this movie. Right. Insane. So Doubt beats out Capote. Oh, that's a good movie. I need to revisit that. I don't. I only saw it. Um, I saw it twice. I saw it when it came out, and then I think I saw it um, shortly after, like Oscar season two. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a while. All right, what do we got next? All right, we got the number three seed, Magnolia. Man, PTA cleaning it up. He knows his actors. Versus the number six seed, Along Came Polly. Wow. <laughs> Again. Uh... It seems like the more appropriate matchups would have been Magnolia against Boogie Nights. Right. <laughs> and Mission Impossible 3 against Along Came Polly. But this is this is such... <sighs> I don't I don't know. Let it rain. Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. Magnolia is uh Philip Baker Hall. Julian Moore and Tom Cruise's movie. Yes. Okay. There is a good scene, a really good scene, when Philip Seymour Hoffman is on the phone and he says, "You know that scene in the movies when you're trying to, you know, that little part. That is good. But other than that, he's he's pretty small. Whereas along came Polly, I think he is one of the biggest driving forces of comedy in that entire movie. Just steals every scene he's in. Iceman! Uh, <laughs> that. Like, the... we, got, we, got, we got to go. We got to go. I just, I just sharted. What? What, what? Is, what is that? <laughs> I tried to fart. A little shit came out. What? <laughs> there's, there's that. The grease on the pizza. Yes. Slipping in the opening. The, the basketball stuff. Don't forget the greatest movie speech in history. <laughs> he's defending the uh, the Australian dude. Oh my, yeah, I steals every scene he's in is perfect. I have to go. Along came Polly. Only on movie zaggots will you see a movie podcast where Along Came Polly <laughs> beats Magnolia. I, I love it. Place me on the pines. <laughs> I'm all about it. Oh, see, and you call me a film snob. I know. I hate you so much. <laughs> okay. Round two, fight. Oh, I'm still waiting to get the flack from uh, the Sam Rockwell episode. I all that. Oh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I was wondering where it it's may been. never see the light of day. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just got caught up in the COVID stuff. No, COVID might have ruined that episode, too. I know. I know. All right. We have the number one seed, The Master, against number four, Mission Impossible 3. (laughs) All right. I did the best I could to advance Mission Impossible 3 through. It is not happening No, this time. I would no never way. let it. I would not care what a Phonazag said. I know. I would not allow that. <laughs> well, yeah, Chris, it's easily Mission Impossible. Nope. Nope. Hang up by it. <laughs> You're wrong. 
it's it's the master. It's the master. He is the master of his craft. This is peak Philip Seymour Hoffman, just freaking owning every scene. Oh, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> all right. So I mean, we did talk at length about the entire Mission Impossible franchise, but we did. All right, take it away. All right, so in the our other side of the bracket, in the semifinals, we have Doubt versus Along Came Polly. Two vastly different experiences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, Along Came Polly, you get a little bored when he's not on screen. I'll be honest. Wow, correct. Absolutely right. Whereas if, if him or Alec Baldwin's not in the scene, I don't care. Very true. <laughs> um, so that alone... Plus, Doubt is one of the most gripping and brain-effing movies that has no intention of being like a psychological thriller, but it does such a good job with the performances and the dialogue to treat the audience to have a mind F-word of uh, thought process because you go literally back and forth doubting who is right in the scenario. Right. And so for me, Doubt moves on. I love it. Okay. This, um, wow. So first. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Oh, God. But. Let the final battle begin. Uh. Let the final. Oh, dang it. Ah! <laughs> All right. I was afraid this was going to happen. Legitimately afraid. Number one and number two. Oh, boy. Doubt versus the master. What, what, what is your head? I'm stumped, man. Like, these are both fantastic films. And, you know, and they're both the same level of notoriety and, you know, dramatic stakes. It's, well, you have, you have Amy Adams in both, okay? So that cancels out Amy Adams, right? <laughs> Oh, so, dang it! The movie with Amy Adams is going to win. You missed out. Dang it! <laughs> so, uh, you have the highest caliber of acting in both movies from both lead actors, Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman, just like Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman. This might be the most difficult to really assess. Right. <sighs> Do do you think I'm I'm just trying to think which movie I like better. I'm just trying to give like like an edge to. They're both okay. fantastic. So here's here's my thought. Is the master elevated because it's simply made by PTA and the subject matter is so taboo in Hollywood mm-hmm. because it's essentially Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology, yeah. Whereas Doubt tackles this really, really dark subject matter and shines a light on it in a different way, and you legitimately, as an audience member, don't know. And there's such an ambiguous ending with Meryl Streep's last words. I... That the, my the, so my question is: Is the master elevated? Is it just given a a little pass up the ladder because of who directed and wrote it and the films that came before it? No, I'm gonna 
I'm throwing my vote to doubt because there are pockets of the master where I was a little bored and I felt like scenes kind of went on a little too long. But doubt, I was gripped from start to finish, and I was never bored, and I always wanted to kind of know what's next, and I felt like sometimes the master would meander a little bit. So, you know, just based on that alone, I would I would go with doubt. I thank you for saying that, because now that you say it, it reminds me that there were perfect, perfectly said pockets mm-hmm. uh, when Joaquin goes back to meet the girl. Uh, when he's trying to get back in with Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and meet him up again. And there's those moments where I'm like, okay, well, what time is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and bear in mind, There Will Be Blood is my favorite movie of all time. And that's a slow time. burn. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I was hoping. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I have to, I agree. I wow. agree that the best movie, Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, Movie vet Zagat certified is doubt. Wow, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Me too. I didn't think that was going to be our our winner, our champion. He's I, so I th- good. I thought it was going to be the master. Looking at it, yeah. I'm like, oh, the master's going to just coast its way the entire time. That's all that's going to happen. And boy, was. I wrong. <laughs> I mean, and we we have some other movies on here that make it that he's great in. I like the Ides of March, Moneyball. Um, you said Talented Mr. Ripley. I need. I haven't seen that movie. Charlie long. Wilson's War. Charlie Wilson's War. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, he's been in a lot of movies. <laughs> Thank you. Rest in peace. <sighs> Thank you, Philip Seymour Hoffman, for all the amazing performances, big and small. The Devil Knows You're Dead, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, um, is another great one that didn't make it. Almost Famous. Oh, gosh. What's the other one? Um, I can't remember it. A Most a most Wanted Man? Yeah, Most Wanted Man. Yes. Well, doesn't matter how the story was, Philip Seymour Hoffman was absolutely amazing. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for coming back. Come back next week, all new actor and all new episode. Follow me online at Zimabimbim and Marcus. Follow me at Murray Marcus. And uh, that's it. All right. Cool. That was a great podcast. Do you have anything normal you say at the end? Oh, yes, I do. I like to say later, you sads. Thank you.